Hi, my name is Annie, and I'm an addict in recovery. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my story, but if you're, if you're using and you're listening, let me just start off by saying it's going to be okay if you wanted to. If you want to stop using, you can. And I know at times it seems like you can't, but you will be able to have a life. I, uh, I, started, I started using when I was young. You know, we were in the park in Queens. I'm from, from New York. I'm from Queens. And uh, it was fun. We were teenagers. We were smoking pot. We'd have, you know, kegs of beer and things like that. And it was just like a, a grand old time. It really was. And, uh, you know, as, as the years progressed, you know, we were older. And, like, now we weren't kids anymore. We were like a bunch of bums, you know, that, that didn't work or anything. And... Uh, you know, I just, I just could not find my way out of that park, you know, and I, and I slowly, but surely I did find my way out, but to worse places, you know, um, I didn't really do like a lot of different drugs, but I went right from like smoking pot and drinking a little bit of beer to like mainlining. I was shooting dope and coke, bottom line, you know, um, I just... I was with somebody, uh, you know, with a guy, and I'm not blaming it on anybody, believe me. I, I mean, I was an absolute volunteer, a willing participant in everything that I've done, and I've done some crazy, crazy things. I mean, I can look back on it now and, and think to myself, oh, I get scared sometimes at night. Like, I actually lay in bed at night and think, what in the world, like, were you doing? I mean, I put my life at risk all the time, you know. I'm HIV positive for 30 years, and uh, 30 years ago, it was scary. You know, I got that, I got the, uh, I was going to say, the response, the red letter. I, they told me uh, I was in Bedford Hills prison uh, in the, for three years. And I found out there, and I'll tell you, that was no, no, no party, let me tell you. I was, I was literally, I was scared to death. I, I, was, I was so scared. And I thought to myself, all right. When I get out of here, I'm just going to like, honestly, I thought I was going to get a couple of credit cards because I never had a credit card before. And I'll just like continue to use till I eventually die of this virus and who knows how long it'll be, you know. But it's, it. look, I was always one of those people that thought I'll never get addicted, I'll never get the virus, I'll never rob my grandmother. Look, the truth of the matter is I would do anything to get myself and you high if you just accepted me. Just tell me that I belong. Just tell me that you love me and I will, I'll be there, you know? I mean, I'm not a tough guy or anything, but uh, I would do whatever it takes. And believe me, I mean, I have jumped out of a car with a knife at my throat naked, I mean, because I was scared to death. I thought the guy was going to kill me, you know. And I know I'm jumping around, but uh, just the, the lengths that you go to get high, and, and uh, there's no job in the world that could be that tough. There, there really isn't. I thought, oh, man, you know, I could never work a full-time job. That's way too hard. Full-time job, there's nothing worse than standing on the corner, dope-sick, 
at like three in the morning when it's freezing cold, raining, snowing on a Sunday. You're thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm going to drop dead right here, right now. Like, I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, life is just... I remember being dope sick at my house one time, and, 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 and I was just like, I had vomiting, diarrhea, everything. It was just like, I was a mess. And my dad said to me, Ann, I hope the next time you stick a needle in your arm, you die, you know, because I really, I just hope you die. And I thought, how rotten, you loser. How could you, you know, it took me years to realize he couldn't take the pain anymore. He just couldn't. He just couldn't see me, like, killing, literally killing myself on a daily basis. He was just hoping that I would just, like, drop dead and be in peace. But uh, that didn't happen, thank God. Um, the reason I got clean, really, is not because I was dying to give up drugs. The reason I got clean is because I didn't want to go back to prison. I had gotten arrested 28 times. 28 times, and, uh, you know, they see your face constantly. They're like, you know what, we're tired of you, we're tired of you. It was for, like, ridiculous crimes, you know what I mean, thief, all, all because of drugs, you know. I haven't gotten arrested since I, since I got clean, you know what I mean, which goes to show that, you know what I mean, the drugs was the problem, you know. Uh, not the police, not even me, the drugs. You know, I I, I, uh, I take responsibility for everything I did. I, I don't mean it wasn't my fault. I, whatever it was, it was my fault. The things I got caught for, the things I didn't get caught for, you know. But uh, I just, I didn't want to go back to prison. And the people that were still alive uh, when I came home were making meetings, you know. And uh, I said, all right, maybe I, I'll try this. I, I really, really wasn't like running there like with my back on fire like I couldn't wait to get in the door I was very 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 hesitant I figured let me figure out what I wanted to do was figure out a way to appease everybody to and I would you know like make believe I was clean and still use I had tried that for like a year and a half it it, it, it absolutely didn't work but um I just I, I tell you I uh I, I look back on it now and the it's the best decision I ever made, and it was the hardest decision I ever made. But I never was able to look at myself in the mirror and say, like, I'm impressed with you. I had zero confidence. And I'll just tell you a quick f funny story. You know, um, when I was born, my mother was in the hospital, and she uh, she was crying. She called her mother on the phone. She's crying on the phone. And my grandmother says to her, well, what's the matter? Is there something wrong with the baby? My mother's like, no, no, no. She's got 10 toes, 10 fingers. Everything's good. She said, well, why are you crying? She says, ma, the kid looks like Edward G. Robinson. And I thought to myself, you know, you know what? Like, there I am, day one, like, you know, a withdrawal from the uh, from the confidence d department, you know. But uh, look, what, what are you going to do? You know, uh, life has its bumps. And being that, that I don't use, you know, drugs or drink doesn't mean that I'm whistling and sailing and every day is la-di-da. No, it isn't. 
There's plenty of days I cry. There's pr plenty of days that I want to, you know, <laughs> commit a homicide or a suicide, but I don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I actually stop and think before I do things. Um, and what I feel like doing is some, I don't do it. I feel like this. I feel like that. You know, and I used to run with any feeling. It didn't matter if it was raining out or snowing out. You can't get me to go to the corner store now if it's a little chilly out. But I would walk through eight feet of snow from Queens to Brooklyn if I, if I, if I wanted to get high. I would walk to Connecticut. I mean, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Where the drugs were, I was there. And I'm not going to say that every day was torture and horrible because there were days. In the beginning, it was fun. It was nice. Everybody was sharing. Do you need anything? At the end, you, I have spit in my lover's face. That's the last drugs. Like, I, no, it's not happening. It's for me. You know, like, I, I not, most of the time I ran alone because I, I only had enough for me, 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 because it was always about me, me, me. Um, and I changed that a lot. But that... All the changing part and everything comes later. Well, I, I just want to say that, you know, today sometimes may not be great, but one of the gifts that I got was that I have the hope that tomorrow may be just a little better. You know, getting clean and staying off drugs is, is, is not the easiest thing to do, and I've tried to do it for my mother, my grandmother, for this one, for that one, and you know what? It never worked. I always got mad at them. I always said, yeah, I hate your guts. Give me $20. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I never did it for me, and really, in life, that's it's the first thing I ever did for me. You know, uh, I, I didn't get clean when I was a kid. I got, I got clean when I was 31 years old. Um, with the with the grace of God, I'll be clean 25 years in July. But I just I had 20 July 19th was my clean date. And uh, if you would have told me back in, in the beginning that I would be clean 25 minutes or 25 days, and it sounds like a long time, but you know what, you can do it. If if you are even listening to this, it shows that you have the desire, and that's. All you really need is just the desire to get clean. Nobody's going to get clean if they don't want to. If you even have a teensy-weensy desire, you can always go back and use again. But if you have the desire just to get clean, life will be different, and you'll have a bank account. Look, I, I met this guy in the rooms, I, you know, in, in, in meetings. Um, I was clean about maybe <laughs> three weeks you know, he was the next love of my life. And let me tell you, here's how low my, like, aspirations were. I was blown out of my socks and thoroughly impressed. This guy had a Con Ed bill in his own name, and he had a checking account. Hello? He was going to pay the bill. I was like, I said, you're joking me, right? You're really going to pay it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> He had a TV in his house. He had a TV that he actually bought. He didn't steal it. 
Listen, <laughs> I come from a nice family. I was in Catholic school and everything else. But the way I lived, I lived in an abandoned building, okay? I lived in Rikers Island. And to me, you bought a TV? I was like, whoa, this guy's like the greatest. He turned out not to be the greatest. But this is how, you, this is how I learned anyway. You know, all I could tell you is, listen, everything I'm telling you is, is the truth. You know, it, it's my story and it's, and, it's, and it's all true for me. Um, I've, I've always uh, 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 prayed, you know, in the good times and the bad times. And I always kind of somewhere in the back of my head kind of had a hope that maybe I would have, you know, the family and the kids and the white picket fence. It didn't turn out that way. You know, I, I don't have the family. I don't have the kids. I don't have the white picket fence. But I have myself. And I thought I, I minimalized that so much b before I thought, oh, big deal. Like, who wants you? You know what I mean? I didn't, you know, but now I hold myself in a little higher esteem. You know, I, 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 I don't steal from people anymore. I'm not like the big fat liar that I used to be because I really don't have a lot to lie about. You know, life is actually good. I, I, I'm, I'm able to cry and not because I'm faking that my, like, 18th grandmother died and I need money, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm just, I'm just, if I cry it's because I'm sad or I, or, I, or I actually have grown empathy for other people. Like, these are all things that have come about since I've stopped using. And life is, in the big picture, wonderful. It, it, it really, really is. And all I can say is I, look, when I started making meetings with friends, I was like, oh, God, these people, you know, like, their chump changed. They didn't get high like I did. Come on, snap out of it. You know what I mean? And really, that's what I thought in the beginning. But you know what? Everybody has their own story. But here's the thing. I realized this. Addicts, we have the same heart. I don't care if you're black or you're white, or you're tall or you're fat, or, or you're a doctor or, 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 or a, a street sweeper or whatever you do, whatever you do, you know what? Or if you're full-time dope fiend, whatever you do, we have the same heart. A friend of mine said to me, and I don't understand that with addicts. You could be 10,000 miles away from another human and... The addicts, they zoom. It's like a radar. They zoom into each other. In, in, in a room of 100 people, these two addicts, they will find each other. They, can, they, they, they like seek each other out. And it's not like it's like a sonar, a radar. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because we are some of the most listen, special, heartfelt. I mean, come on. You've given, I'm sure you've given things to people and shared with people when you really didn't want to, but your heart broke for them. Because we all have, you know? We, 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 we do for people because that's the way we, and I say we, that's how we are. You know, we're, we're special people and uh, we deserve a break. You know, I just, I really just want to end on this note and say, you know what? If I could do it, you could do it. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Ann. You have been listening to Qualified. Qualified is not affiliated with any recovery program. 
All organizations, institutions, books, people, places, things, and opinions expressed by each guest are entirely their own, part of their own journey of recovery, and not intended as medical advice. Qualified will never make a profit. We are self-supporting based on our own contributions and those of listeners. If you would like to donate to Qualified, please write us at qualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. All contributions go toward the production of the show, with any extra monies being donated to a pool of recovery-based organizations as suggested by our guests. If you have a story of recovery and you would like to be a guest on Qualified, please write us at qualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. If you are suffering from an addiction, there is help for you and there is hope for you. We on this podcast are living proof. Thank you for listening.